Mm. All right, buddy, we are live. Welcome in latest episode of that SCC podcast brought to you by Twisted T and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Branton. I go by SCC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vowels on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tissy Sad Homer? Hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> oh, man, we have got a lot to talk about, my mm, friend. Mm. But before we get started, Mike, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can we just soak in that 75 yard run one more time? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Kelly calls you mm. big sad balls. Oh, my here. gosh, man. My uh, my bets are missing, you know. Of course, that's bot Shane, you know. He's he's done his own thing. I thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was a, it was a bad weekend. It were it really was um not only as a ball fan, but you know, as a as a gambler. You know, I yep. just I, everything's falling apart, Mike. <laughs> Damn birds' heads are falling off here, you know. <laughs> right. And I thought, Shane, it would be uh convenient here. Maybe we don't even start with the game. We'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it here in a second. But we had big news here mm-hmm. in the SEC on Sunday, Shane, that a lot of people did not see coming. And that was, of course, that uh, Sam Pittman yeah. is returning. Yeah. This is official now. Hunter Yurichek confirmed it. The AD there at Arkansas. We're behind Sam. Now, if they get embarrassed by Mizzou, they, they may change their mind. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, I so I did a little emergency because I, I got to be honest with you, Shane. I thought, I mean, I didn't want to do it, but I was geared up ready for the uh, Sam Pittman fired yeah. emergency. But yeah. we just we turned it into Sam Pittman staying. So I already got my thoughts on it. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, on Sam Pittman returning for another year. <clears throat> I like it. I like it. And I know there's there's a lot of fans that are out on Sam Pittman, but I'm not. I, because, again, we, we got a glimpse of how good Arkansas can be underneath him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we talk about that, I guess you would say the climax, two years ago with Texas. It's like – Great things can happen at this university with Sam at the helm. You know, it just takes the right assistance. It takes the right players. And but you could say that about a lot of these teams, Mike. You know, I think there's been a lot of great coaches that have come through the SEC that just didn't have the roster at the time or didn't have the coaching staff at the time. So mm-hmm. um it, it's it's all a gamble, but you you talk about somebody that can really ride a hot hand. You know, I I think it's I think it's Coach Pittman here, man. Yeah, and you know, something they were asking me as well. M- Mississippi State jobs obviously open. A and M's open. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's speculation UCLA. Of course, they just beat Southern Cal, so who yeah. knows? Maybe Chip saved his job. <laughs> uh, but you know, you don't you you certainly shouldn't make your decision based on other openings. But I think there potentially is something to be said for staying the course. You know, putting confidence in someone that has proven. I mean, this is, you know, I, people ref, reference uh, at times like, oh my God, this is as bad as Chad <laughs> mm-hmm. Morris. Well, that's because they don't remember. Right. I mean, they, Chad Morris didn't win a damn SEC game. He's getting embarrassed week in, week, every damn game he got embarrassed, right? Yeah. So this, this ain't Chad Morris. So uh, there, there are worse coaches. This ain't Zach Arnett. You know what I mean? Although Bittman did lose to Zach Arnett. <laughs> Maybe I'm case here. But the point being, Shane, is he has won before. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's the greatest because clearly he's, you know, he's got some massive improvements if he's going right. to keep his job for a while. But, uh, the, you know, hell, they, Mark Stoops, I mean, there was time they were ready to run his ass off. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's there's plenty of other coaches that, uh, Frank Beamer is a classic example. He was awful his first, like, five years at Virginia yeah. Tech. Now he's their greatest coach. Right. And I'm not saying Pittman's going to be that down the line, but something to be said for, for staying, sticking it out. Um, do you think anything in my ramblings there can convince you that, uh, that this is the right decision to keep Sam Pittman? Well, I, again, when I think of, of coach, I, I think of what is he really good at? And it's, it's recruiting, you know, it's believing. I, I, I think, you know, one of these, one of the things is, it's like, yeah, the coaching decisions that he's made. I mean, this is the first time he's ever been a head coach, you know. And I and I'm not gonna right. you know give him an out because we're this far into it. It's not like it was his first year, but you know, still, it's a, it's situational that he's learning on the fly here. 
and I believe he is getting better at, but he just he's got to have some help around him. And, and I think, you know, when when you look at the the staff that he assembled right out of the gate, there was a lot of head coaching experience around him. Yep. You know, and and maybe that kind of went to the wayside, not having that mentor to lean in on and, and and help him out. So just I think overall experience would be the first move I'm going to make here this next year. But also, if you're an Arkansas fan, you know, and let's say this Coach Pittman doesn't work out, you've got your AD out here putting his neck on the line say, hey, I'm, I'm behind my coach. Look how much, you know, we just uh, down the street, you got a coach that got fired 10, in 10 games, you know, and right. then you're saying, hey, no, we're, we're behind you. I think that helps, especially if you're looking for a next hire. The guy knows that he's got a little bit of a runway because look how much time they gave Sam, you know, and I'm not saying that's, I'm saying worst case scenario, you got that you can fall back on. Yeah. Slim says uh, one cold beer, get them right back on track. Down Come there. on, man. <laughs> I'm telling you what, if they turn around and start and they, they pop a 10 win season next year, because you pop that, you put that schedule up. Yeah. Very, very, very winnable games on there. Um, you know, and if they walk away, nine, 10 wins next year, then all of a sudden, we're we're talking extensions and and you know, put, kissing babies. You know what I'm saying. So all it takes is one good year. So I'm not going to bury him because of one bad year. Right. All right. So I said all that, Shane, to get to the game. So yeah. I, I wanted to give you a little buffer there, but of yeah. course, uh, uh, game of the weekend. Yes, <sighs> it was not the best game, but it's it was billed as that. Georgia goes into Neyland Stadium and just spanks and involves Shane, thirty-eight yeah. to ten. I probably shouldn't even have led with the score. Let Let's get your thoughts, Shane. I want. I just want to see your face. Relive, just relive that Jalen Wright seventy-five yard touchdown to open a game. I don't even remember what happened after that. Do you? No. I. I mean, there's a video floating around, <laughs> and someone spliced the Alabama, you know, going on the field and stuff after <laughs> that touchdown because it, it was. I'm telling you, there for 11 seconds, I felt like we were going to knock down the two-time defending national champs. I'm so glad I came to this game. And then, boy, you talk about taking the wind out of our sails. Just did that in about three more drives. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to ruin it, but I, I, you know, obviously, I'm very, very disappointed with with how the game ended, but. Uh, you know, on the flip side of that coin, I, I truly think I was watching a th potential three-time national championship team. Oh, yeah. You know, they've been these, calling it for a while. The, these guys, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, just the efficiency. I mean, I we broke a decibel record for the loudest that stadium is, and it, and they they – it cost them a field goal. That was it. You know, they got three <laughs> points out of it. So uh, I, I I was totally impressed with just how relaxed and, and chill Georgia was in, in that, that environment because it was really rowdy there in the first quarter. And, uh, yeah. and it seemed like Beck was, was just, I mean, he was ready, you know? Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Shane, because I want to give uh, praise to uh, Carson Beck, 24 of 30. It's just incredible. 298 yards, three touchdowns. And uh, look, these numbers come from uh, Matt Zinich over there at 24-7 Sports. Uh, his last four games, Carson Beck, against ranked teams, not just yeah. in general, no cupcakes here, 1,247 pats, so 312 a game, uh -huh. 11 touchdowns, two picks, 75% completion percentage. Mm -hmm. The dogs, Shane, were money on third down, 9 of 13. It was just automatic. Yeah, I felt uh, <laughs> They didn't even have Lad in this one, but is it is it overly simplistic to say this shit? Because here was my read. I mean, I, I get it. Georgia more talent than anybody, mm -hmm. short of maybe Bama, uh, and yeah, Georgia's Georgia's got a better defense in Tennessee. They they because hell they got a better defense right. than anybody. But to me, the difference in this one: one team had Carson Beck, and one team had Joe Milton. And I I'm not sitting here. I'm not a Joe Milton basher. You know, I don't think he's awful. I don't think he needs – he should never suit up again, all this craziness. But he's, you know, at, went average at best. Yeah. And then you got another guy who's playing at just an elite, elite, elite level. Right. And and, and particularly all on the road, you're talking about the decibel record being broke, didn't even phase this man. Mm -mm. Uh, I, I thought that was the biggest difference. What, what do you think about that? Well, yes. I mean, that's the – I, I think if you're looking at just the glaring 
difference. It's hard not to argue that, Joe, because, again, there were several opportunities down the field that were missed. You know, wide receivers running mm. wide open, and we either overthrew it or underthrew it. You know, um, the the and, and it almost felt like the 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 playbook just condensed all of a sudden when those big plays weren't happening. Like they said, "Hey, let's try this. Let's get them back in the game." And then when they realized, they're like, "Hey, but let's don't lose by fifty. You know, <laughs> you know? let's just let's go back to our bubble screens and and freaking draws. You know, that's kind of what it felt like. Joe did not have any mobile presence he was not a mobile threat um and i've said this it's like beating a, a damn drum you know if you don't have that this offense isn't going to work but it wasn't just joe milton man yeah. the secondary like you said gave up key position like third downs it, it, it's like hey you know what let's let bowers have this one you know let's let's leave the the middle of the field open here for in the secondary they they've exploited every hole that we had in, in a game like this, Mike, it comes down to moments. And if you're the Tennessee Vols wanting to pull off the, one of the biggest upsets to ever happen in Neyland stadium, mm -hmm. you cannot whiff on those moments. And Tennessee had moments in this game where they could have got back into it. We talked about the interception with the stupid penalty, mm. you know, there, which if you slow it down clearly was a penalty, but I, and I'm not saying that was part of it, but it was these moments that they had a bad a thousand to to make this a game or potentially pull off the upset, and they barely did 500. You know, so that's right. that's that was the the biggest problem there, and and you know, and I hear it. We're surrounded. We're in East Tennessee, so obviously we're going to hear a lot of negavols going on right now. I've been, I've got a buddy, and I won't mention who it is. He's talking about kids leaving and. And, and all this stuff, and the and the stars are falling. But I, I want to take volunteer fans back for a second, okay? I want you to close your eyes unless you're driving. I want you to keep them open. But it's 2011. We're second year in. Derek Dooley is our head coach. We've only got three recruits in the top 200. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We only won one SEC game, and it was against Vanderbilt in overtime. <laughs> So can it be worse than this right now? Absolutely. Am I wanting to fire Hopple? Hell no. Am, am I think the world is going to end tomorrow? No. Nico is not, he's not trading out, man. We'll be fine. And, and I just think that big picture here, we're, we're a lot further along than, than we should be compared to some of these other programs. Like we're talking about Mississippi State losing a coach, Texas A&M losing a coach. Arkansas potentially losing a coach. Tennessee's not there. Are they having the year they wanted? Absolutely not. But I'm not burning the program down because of getting slacked by Georgia. You know, there's a lot of teams that are going to get their ass beat by Georgia this year. Yeah, pretty much every team. <laughs> yeah, moving forward. I, there's a reason, Shane. I always yeah. reference red zone stats. And, and Georgia killed it again. Five of five. Yeah. 35 points. On the road. Hostile environment. That's perfect. Meanwhile, Tennessee, they went down the red zone twice, came away with three points. <laughs> I mean, that that's that's losing football. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's just it is what it is. But uh yeah, George I'm I'm on board with you, man. I don't think anyone's stopping Georgia mm -hmm. now. Uh they they just look better and better each week. And this is even with, with players limited or or not in the lineup and they they just look and, elite, man. And and two, and, and I hate to keep going back to this pile on Tennessee thing, but you know, Tennessee's banged up just like a lot of programs, but no, I mean, the receivers, the the offensive line is is it, not in shambles, but we're missing our two tackles, you know. I mean, do you really want to roll out your potential, you know, freak rookie, you know? I, right. I don't know if you want to do that now, uh, but I have heard the argument that he would have lost his red shirt. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have been able to play him but in the Vanderbilt game. So look for Nico maybe to play a little bit more in that Vanderbilt game, potentially the bowl game. Right. You know, something like that. But here's a kid that didn't use waste a year. So it's it's all about the big picture. And then on the opposite side, Georgia, a team that also had some, you know, Tate Rattledge went down in this game. Um, you know, you get one lineman back, you lose another lineman, and I don't know what the situation is there. But this is this is why Georgia is a is a national championship contender is because they have that competitive depth. You know, uh, losing an offensive lineman like Tate Ratledge.
destroys programs like Tennessee. It doesn't Georgia Bulldogs right now. So yeah. that's that's it. That's the difference in these two programs. That's the nicest thing you said since the sticker ripoff about Tate Radley. I saw him on the ground and I and I felt bad, you know, because I don't like I don't root for injuries. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think that's stupid. And uh, and and I know this game meant more to him probably than a lot of people in, on, in that Georgia uniform. And uh, but yeah, that, I guess that is the nicest thing I've said about his hair's still stupid. But even though I can't grow <laughs> hair, you know, <laughs> you take it if you yeah, can get I know. It. I'd have a it. mullet if I could. <laughs> but, but, to me, Georgia played a lot of zone, yeah, defense because they didn't. Re- that tells me they didn't respect Milton's arm. Mm-hmm. Now. Obviously, he's got the big arm. Everybody knows that. He can throw it a thousand yards or whatever. But he, but he's doesn't have the accuracy. Yeah, you know, and that that's what that that's what that says. And I get it. You're, we're not we're not doom and gloom. We're not fire hypo. But how about this stat, Shane? In second half mm-hmm. against Florida, against Bama, against Missouri, and against Georgia, all those games combined. Nine points in the second yeah. half for Tennessee this this season, and this is, you know, defense made strides. They're kind of uh, falling falling apart now. Yeah, because I don't think they have crazy depth or anything. But they they got some good players, and I I made I can't believe people don't realize jokes, Shane. But I I did throw out Tennessee's schedule, and updated yeah. with the win loss. I said they haven't even given up forty points yet. This is a improvement, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And people are like, oh my god, like. That's the joke, people. You know, like, yeah. they're getting their asses kicked here, but at least they ain't gave up 40. But the point being, Shane, it's I don't think it's the defense's fault as much as people want to make it out to be. Again, Georgia did whatever the hell they wanted to them. Yeah. But you can't have nine points in the second half against Florida, Bama, Missouri, and Georgia. I get it. Those are good teams. Yeah. But this is supposed to be a high-flying offense. Yeah. You know, that's supposed to be the bread and butter. And it's not again. It's not. I'm not just sitting here blaming Joe Milton because you're right. The offensive line has taken a step back. Mm-hmm. The receivers are not even close to last year. Uh, they're getting virtually nothing from the tight end position at times. They got great running backs and they yeah. can run the ball. But uh, I, I am concerned, Shane, that if this bleeds into next year with a new quarterback, yeah, and they don't have a good offensive line and they don't have weapons at receiver. I don't know. I'd be well, quite concerned. Again, here. I'm not saying that you know everything's just roses in, in Knoxville. Obviously, there's going to need to be some changes. Uh, you know, I I think losing your OC has been a kind of a glaring. You know, like everybody just said, well, it's okay. It's Hopple's offense. You know, blah blah blah. But you know, there there's obviously a noticeable step back in offense production and play calling. Um, you know, you're seeing Missouri going through this right now, mm. you know, once, once drink got off, got his hands off the playbook, you right. know what I'm saying? All of a sudden it opens up and, and Missouri's got one of the best offenses in the country. So I, I think Tennessee's kind of in the similar boat, but it's, it's not something you can fix week 11. You know, this is something that right. going in, they kind of are who they are at this that, point. This is it. And I think that's where we're at, you know, same with Joe Milton. It's like, well, yeah, maybe Joe Milton is it shouldn't be the quarterback right now, but what the hell are you going to do? You're just going to roll Nico out in front of Georgia, you know? Right. I, I don't think that's the move either. But uh, you know, now that the dust is settled, you got Vanderbilt coming up. You can close the season strong, end with a bowl game. You know, there's there's still good things that can come from this. But I, I'm kind of I'm kind of in that camp right now. Let's let's don't worry. This year's done. Let's let's worry about keeping the kids that are on this team. Let's worry about recruiting to the like when we got recruits there. Let's show them what we're dealing with, what we got. We just need a few more pieces, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, Shay. Well, let's move on. I know it pains you to move on from yeah. that game. Hey, well, before we go, yes, I just sir. I did want to say uh, saw a lot of great, great, great folks out there. A lot of oh, cousins yeah, floating I, around. I got Mike. some. I got some photos here that you took. <laughs> this is from you in the stadium here. Yeah, look, you were happy. So this must have been before oh, kickoff yeah. here. Yeah, I was. I was uh, here's you at tailgating here, drinking some cold beer. Met yeah. a lot of great cousins out there, and here's you and, with Grant. Uh, I'm throwing up you and Grant yeah, here. Me and Grant, yeah, I'm the I'm the one on the left. A lot, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of smiles pregame. A lot yeah. of smiles in the pregame. Absolutely. No, we were. Oh, it was a great, great atmosphere, and uh, had a blast up there. We went up to Circle Park. Uh, like I said, we drank some cold beer, hung out with some really cool people, and. 
uh, met a lot of people in the game too, you know? So I just, I, you know, obviously, you know, it, it's a little, it hurts a little bit more. It's been a while since I've been to a game. Last one I was at was a Tennessee Ole Miss. So apparently I just love finding these heartbreakers, you know, and, and go to <laughs> no mustard, no golf balls here, but, but it, it, it just, it stings a little bit more when, when you paid all that money to park there and, and, and to go into the game and pay $14 for a damn beer, you know, yeah. it, it stings a little bit more when you're walking back to the car and, you know, in the fourth quarter, because <laughs> you like beat the traffic, you know, so, oh, but at any rate, man, it was, uh, it was fun seeing all those guys, and uh, I appreciate them coming up. Oh, w- one thing I f- almost forgot. Yeah, thoughts on Dolly? Did you, did she? How was oh that? my god! If anybody needs to get fired before the coordinators, whoever's over that mic needs to get fired. Here we got we got so pumped up. Dolly coming out mm-hmm. in the second. I think it was second quarter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning leading her out, and we couldn't hear a damn word she said. Really? You no, know, nothing. The mic was turned off. I, you may have heard it on TV. Yeah. Uh, but it, huh? in the in the stands, you you couldn't hear anything Dolly was saying, which is which is terrible, terrible. But I wish I could. I mean, I I got to see Dolly and Peyton. I mean, that, you talk about the dynamic been, duo uh, there. Tennessee's offense coordinators been fired. Somebody got fired. <laughs> Somebody got fired that night. All right, uh, get, this was the real game of the week, Shane. Missouri, thirty three, Florida thirty one. What man? What a game! Back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth. I don't know if you saw this um, Darius Robinson, outstanding defensive lineman. He took off Robinson on his nameplate and he put Mizzou, final home game. You know, stuff like that. I just That's think cool. it, it just means more to him, you know, clearly. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I mean, just this, so many things can be said about this game. Cody Schrader was just beast mode in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously Brady Cook clutches hell in the end there. Luther Burden doing Luther Burden things, nine catches, 158 yards. Graham Mertz, awful to, to see him get hurt. He yeah. Likely out. I, I don't know for sure, but they're saying displaced his, uh, I, I think, collarbone or something. I mean, mm-hmm. he, very unlikely that we'll see him again, and that's a damn shame because he's he smashed all the preseason, my, my expectations in particular. He, he was a gamer, man, 183 yards, two touchdowns, did have a pick. Florida outrushed Missouri, Shane, two sixty-one to one seventy-seven. If knowing that, I would have picked. I would have thought Florida won the game. They damn near did. Yeah. But in comes backup quarterback Max Brown. He was, I thought, he he had one fumble because it was clearly his first meaningful action. But uh, and and obviously you can't have and it was in the red zone, so that was bad. But the game was not too big for him. I mean, hell, he led a, a game winning drive. Yeah, but the defense didn't hold up their end, of course. And third and eight, and fourth and seventeen. Fourth and seventeen. That'll be one that lives in lore for, for both fan yeah. bases. You know it. And then Mevis kicks the game winner, gets the Gator chomp. Yeah, what a game! What you, a game! How do you? And and I, I don't want to pile on the Gators, you know, because I know they've they've had a rough year. But how, how do you give up that many yards on fourth down to Luther of all receivers? Like if you were just to pencil in like one guy, we should probably cover. And I know it's easier said than done, but surely a group of you can handle number three. You know what I'm saying? And there was nobody around him. I think he even gained ten yards beyond that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've I've never seen anything like it. And I kept scratching my head in this game, thinking, is Missouri was Missouri overlooking Florida, or is Florida playing better than I thought? You know, I kept going back and forth there. And, you know, obviously losing uh, Mertz hurt, but, you know, backup came in, looked pretty damn good. Yeah. I'm not, I'm going to say, in fact, it was almost, I don't want to say better, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, it added something, you know, especially his legs. Yeah. And, and, and it makes next week very intriguing because obviously they're fighting for a bowl game and don't forget Florida State also lost their quarterback. Right. So uh, that got a little bit more interesting. But this game, you know, Florida had many opportunities to win it, but Missouri just wasn't going to let it happen, you know. And so I was just trying to figure out throughout this whole matchup, was was Mizzou sleepwalking or or was Florida just dialed in? No, I, I give credit to Florida. Yeah. I think they're playing their asses off. I, absolutely. Now, they don't, they don't have a defense, clearly. But, but they got a lot of young players. They're banged up. So, I mean, we can sit here and make excuses. But also, Missouri's very good. Yeah. I mean, this, was two, this was two teams – 
going toe to toe, and and either one could have won this game by any key play goes one way or another. You know what? Yeah. So and to your point, the backup Max Brown looks looks really solid. I I think a lot of that is opponents not having a ton of film on him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to take away from him, and, but and it's not like Florida State. They got to see him for a quarter, and they're like, "We got him." You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen either. But, uh, I, you know, they got a five-star quarterback incoming. They got Max Brown coming back, obviously next year. I'd be pretty happy about that. I mean, and I get it. We're sitting here talking up Florida, and they lost. That's not the expectation in Gainesville. But the more I see of this team, the more impressed I am with Billy Napier's system coming together. Yeah. With, uh, you know. The offensive line's been banged up. Yeah, they only have like, well, now they have two good receivers. Yeah, that's, those are about the only difference makers they have on the outside. And they're killing it. Their running backs are killing it. I mean, I, I, I'm seeing seeing the blueprint. Yeah. Unfortunately, they keep losing though. So, I mean, it, this could be one of the most. Imp- I'm not even trying to m- troll them. I know I'm yeah. a big troll, but this could be like the most <laughs> impressive five and seven. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like no, if, if they totally, lose the undefeated Florida State, I know it's not that it's not the end of the world. But again, five and seven that that ain't. Do you good think enough. that there's any moves down there? I mean, I I know I think Billy's safe. Yeah. But do you think Armstrong's safe? Because no. When when I watch some of these games, that especially like the Arkansas game and now this one, just the the it's like third downs don't matter anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like ah, they're still gonna get it. They're still gonna move the chains. The the defense, I think, is just always in bad placement in pivotal mm. times. So I was just curious on your thoughts on on his jeopardy of of losing his job, you know, because that defense, if the defense was, it, like you said, if the de- the offense has got it figured out, it feels like you know, and they're gonna they're gonna keep you. Now there was some there was some, I'm not gonna just say it was just all rainbows and roses, you know, at the start there was. There were some opportunities that the offense didn't capitalize on, but when you, if I told you at the end of this game that Florida's going to have over two hundred yards rushing, you would think they won the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm. I mean, it's it's like what do they say? Uh, one step forward, a couple steps back. Yeah. I mean, that's that. And then now we're getting the offense going, and Mertz goes down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just tough, man. And and I don't think again. I think that's. I think we've seen enough from Billy to be like, he should be totally fine. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Losing recruits. We'll see what next week looks like. But again, you're, you're right. They, so they lost their quarter. I don't know. I know nothing about Florida state's backup. He, he might be just as amazing. I don't know, (laughs) but uh, that, you know, the, if they're playing this hard against Mizzou and uh, who was it last week, LSU Mm -hmm. toe to toe with likely Heisman winner, Jane Daniels. I think they can go toe to toe with Florida state at home. And I think they can knock him off. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I know it'd be an upset. We'll get to the lines, but uh, and rivalries, crazy things happen. You know, I, I'm I don't know, man. It, it just seems like I mean they struggled when that kid went out. Who were they playing? Like South Alabama or something like that? West Al- I don't know. Some some team they invented a couple years ago. Right? So it, it didn't matter, <laughs> but it was still a tight tight game after QB1 went out. Mm-hmm. So that one got a lot more intriguing, but again, you have to win. You have to win. And I thought their best opportunity would be this week and they were pretty damn close. Almost had it there, you know, just left too much time on the clock. Yeah. Um uh, ETN running out of bounds for some reason. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I digress, you know. <laughs> uh, I will say this, Missouri needed this yeah. because I told you they I think they patted their themselves on the back too long after that Tennessee win. This one, I think, woke them up that anybody can knock them off, including Arkansas next week. But they're they're on pace, Mike, for ten wins mm-hmm. and somebody called eleven. It. I mean, even a bowl game. I mean, you talk about ending this season with eleven wins, probably a top five team. I mean, that's yeah, nobody, even myself included, saw that coming. Yeah, this morning I was listening to a Mizzou podcast. Yeah. I think it was the Power Mizzou, and they were like, "Ain't nobody out there." Had Mizzou winning ten games, and I was like, "Boy, come oh, on, now. <laughs> ten fingers pointing at this guy." <laughs> but uh, something that also they said I, that I wanted to repeat. I wanted to credit them, credit them for it. But you know what's? This was a Missouri team that last year l- loses these games. Yeah, they yeah, lost. They point. lost many of them like yeah. this. This year they're winning them. 
They can win it with passing. They can win it with rushing. They can run it with the defense. They can win it with special teams. Kicker and fake punts. And yeah. This is the mark of a good team. Because, it's, you know, unless you're elite like Georgia or Bama or something like that, and, uh, you know, you can rely on something each and every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Teams like Mizzou, and I'm not, this is not meant to be disrespectful, but sometimes, sometimes the passing game may not be there. Yeah. Sometimes the running game may not be there. Sometimes the offense may not be there. It, you just need various parts of your program to step up on individual Saturdays, and that's what's happening, and that's how you get to 10 wins when yep. the media overall picked them sixth in the East. Mm-hmm. Not you and I, but the overall right. SEC media, sixth in the East. They're about to finish second, and arguably the second or, or at worst third best best team in the, in the entire SEC yeah. is the Missouri Tigers. So hell of a season, and I think Drink just locked up SEC Coach of the Year. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, without a doubt. And it's a shame that uh, it's a shame they don't let twelve teams in this year, Mike. Because I'd still love to see them play in teams like Alabama or Ohio State and just see what they would do. Because you know this is a tough group, man. Mm-hmm. And and one thing I love about Mizzou is just how they play together. It's it's not. I mean, it's easy to point at Luther's stats. It's it's easy to point at Schrader's stats. But you know when you see Cook and him on the sideline at the end of the, you know at the end of the game you this is a true brotherhood this is a team that knew everybody outside of them was against them and they united and and it's it's just exciting i mean the, what they've done is just freaking impressive yeah well you know who else is impressed with Shane? cook needs to change the mouthpiece i i can't stand the the black and it almost looks like he's got teeth missing you know, and I try to, you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I would switch is his mouthpiece. But what did you got? I was going to say, who else is outstanding? Who's outstanding? My bookie. <laughs> Head on over to mybookie.ag today. Put in that promo code, that SEC. They got a special Thanksgiving uh, offer right now. They got all kinds of props and bets. And obviously, there's loaded college football, NFL football. Uh, I think NBA's even started. Mm-hmm. You know, all the sports got you covered at mybookie.ag online sportsbook. Head on over there today. I know the season's winding down, but this is still, if you haven't yet, the best way to help the show stay independent and uh, head on over mybookie. Don't forget that promo code that SEC. And are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code THATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code THATSEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem THATSEC for 20 bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. CC, and I bring that up, Shane. I know. Because you're the professor's <laughs> lock of the week. Fell just short, brother. And, hey, I was I was dead wrong, too, so I, I got to admit that. South Carolina beats Kentucky 17-14. Back and forth affair, Shane. South Carolina jumped out 10-0. I was like, my God, uh-huh. Kentucky's in trouble. And then they rallied. They, get, they, they take the lead 14-10, and they had it deep into the fourth. But then South Carolina, look at, look at Carolina's. Drive chart, Shane. I should have just led with this. Touchdown field goal. You're like, whoa. Three and out, three and out, four and out, three and out. Six plays, zero yards. <laughs> Touchdown, three and out, three and out. And you're sitting here saying, that that's the damn team that won the game. 
That's how damn ugly yeah. this game was. Uh, three turnovers just absolutely killed Kentucky. Pick in the end zone, fumble while driving, and then at, at the end of, I don't know if you call that a pick or a fumble, but Leary got hit throwing it and they caught it. But, I mean, that's that that's how you lose a damn game like this. And, man, for all the hype with Devin Leary, I mean, I hate to just bash a guy, but so many missed touchdowns. Yeah. You know, not just big gains, but potential touchdowns are there. They're calling them. It's kind of the same old, same old. It's been this way the entire season. I guess he just kind of is who he is. They invested in him, and it's kind of blown up in their face. And after the game, Shane, I don't know if you saw this, Ray Davis, who he did have a he had a really good thirty-one yard touchdown. But at the, after the game, and I think he deleted this, but the bell cow. Everybody sees, yeah. You know, you might as well just leave it up if you go post. But it is what it is. I thought I was the bell cow. <laughs> he was not. What's your oh, on this one, Shane? Oh my gosh! Well. You know, just when I thought Professor Shane was on a new streak, I, th- I was just like, people are going to start being excited on who I pick now. Nope. <laughs> nope. And I, and you think it would be my fault, but you know whose fault it is, Mike? Hmm. These Kentucky listeners, because they didn't dig deep into their pockets and pay for better players, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my God. This was just a, this was just a terrible game. I mean, you you literally got beat by two people, Spencer Rattler and Leggett. It, it yep. felt like two guys against 11, and they won. And nothing went Kentucky's way. Just as soon as they they get a long third down, they'd some stupid penalty, or they'd give it up. And then right. s- stupid interceptions and at the worst possible times. It was it was just all facets. They just... They just, I don't know. It's like Lady Luck was really against them that night. You know, it's like angels in the outfield, but the opposite, you know? So that's that's kind of what this game felt like. Kentucky, yep. just, it never felt like they were going to win this one, that South Carolina was going to somehow manage to win this. Uh, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't pretty. It was kind of sloppy at times. But South Carolina bowl hopes are still alive, Mike. Yeah. And Mark Stoops. I don't know what you think, man, but early next season, you, you, we're going to be talking about coaches on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Sam Pittman going to be one of them, but you know he's going to be right there with them, man. And I, I mean, that's a lot of money for a buyout, but but I would put Stoops right there because you know you can't say this is all about the players anymore. They right. they they wanted the best quarterback in the transfer portal. They got him. They wanted the best running back. They got him, and then turn around, what you know. Yeah, and and I'm I threw up the schedule here, Shane. So they started five and zero, like yeah. they always do. Load up on this damn cupcake schedule. Mm-hmm. Now they did beat, beat Florida. I mean, that was a very impressive. Hell, Tennessee can't beat them, but yeah. so uh, Florida fans can't wait for Stoops to get fired. Yeah. I'll tell you that. But as nice as that was, Shane, then you get just destroyed by Georgia, fifty-one thirteen. Mizzou whoops your ass at home, thirty-eight twenty-one. Tennessee didn't whoop your ass, but it was that was. I mean, they owned you basically, and they've owned you for forty years. You beat Mississippi State. Good job. They're, they're so good they fired their coach. And then Alabama kills you. You lose to South South Carolina, which you have owned up until recently. And now you go at Louisville in the season finale. First-year head coach. Yeah. They're top ten in the country. You know, f- fans in that state are seeing, my God, you can punch above your weight. You're elite. Yeah. And I get it. Louisville, it's not – it ain't the SEC. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not saying they'd be top ten if they're in it. They'd probably be – they'd probably have the same damn record as Kentucky. Yeah. You know what I mean? So – but it is what it is. But uh, you, you reference that. One of one of the commenters said, Shane, they're one in five since his damn, pay, you know, yeah. pay-up comments. How about this stat, Shane? When they signed Mark Stoops to an extension, Kentucky is seven and eight since they've made him the eighth highest coach in the country. Damn. And they even hid that they gave him that extension. Yeah, if you remember, because they lost to Vanderbilt the next day, and they're like, "Let's hold off on the nails in this world." You know, it was like when you you have to yeah. hide. You signed your damn coach. That's just awful. That is awful. And I, I'm right there with. I mean, I don't, it's a tough spot, Shane, because I think he is very secure with that yeah. money, and no one's gonna. I hate to say it, but you know, people are tired of me talking bad about Mark Stoops. But you know, he's average. Yeah, which is fine. Kentucky. For their history, they've been very poor. Right. So he is an upgrade. But, you know, you look at the jobs that are open, like A&M and maybe UCLA, they are not going to 
pay Mark Stoops mm-hmm. $10 million to come coach him. Right. Because they know what they're going to get out of him. And, and I'm again, I'm trying not to be disrespectful, but he is what he is. And I think they're stuck with him because I don't think they're going to fire his ass because yep. he could get a lot worse. And I don't think they're going to do what, like, Mizzou's doing, at least not consistent. I, I know they won some 10 games, but I don't know. They, they've never beat Georgia. They don't beat Bama. They barely ever beat Tennessee. And I, I don't know. This is a weird place to be in because it, cause it's it not awful. Right. It could be way worse. Yeah. But it could be better. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to do here. Well, and, and you can't, you know, I, I, I talked for 10 minutes about all the injuries that Tennessee has. You know, you, you got to acknowledge even South Carolina was extremely banged up in this one, you right. know, and they have been all season long. You know, even Leggett, I, I guarantee he's fighting through something, you know, but these boys, they just came out and just willed themselves to a victory here. And Kentucky, I felt like was the better program. You know, it's like I'm watching these guys and I'm like, if I'm, if, if there was attributes, I'd say, well, Kentucky's offensive line's better than South Carolina's Kentucky's wide receivers as a group is, is better than South Carolina's the quarterback. Obviously I've got Spencer leading it, but even the defense, if you're taking, it's like, there's no reason that Kentucky should lose this game, but they did. And, and you know, my, my hat's off to, to Beamer and company, because again, yep. What the the one thing we've always talked about, Coach Stoops, is he's always gotten more out of less. Well, nobody's getting more out of less than Shane Beamer right now, and still finding ways to scratch and claw to this bowl game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I mean right now South Carolina is a dangerous little team. You don't want to play them. They got Clemson coming up. They have to win. But I think Kentucky man has to win. They have to end on a strong note and beat Louisville, and that is not going to be easy to do because why Coach Stoop doesn't beat teams with winning records, you know? Right. And, uh, hey, you shouted out earlier, Spencer. I mean, he yeah. he was tough as hell in this game. Yeah, yeah, he was he getting was. taking massive shots. Mm-hmm. I think they even played uh, uh, Sellers, the the freshman. Yeah. Looked like they played him more than they wanted to because I, I, I bet he was hurting. Yeah. And it, he needed – breaks that's i mean i i don't know that but that's kind of what it looked like but he still had 207 yards two touchdowns but how about leggett shane Jeez. You, yeah. you mentioned you shouted him out this stat uh credit cole kublik sec network mm-hmm. friend of the show uh leggett in 2019 2020 2021 22 four seasons 42 catches yeah 423 yards and five touchdowns combined for four <laughs> seasons this year 65 catches, 1,187 yards, seven touchdowns. Jeez. Smashed what yeah. he's done. So, again, credit another player that is that is uh, developed and making the most of his – I mean, he's an NFL player now. <laughs> and he there was no shot in hell he was a year ago. No. You know what I mean? So, well, I don't think enough's talked about these guys that, that work their ass off and, and fight. And all we heard was Juice Wells. And he's, I'm not taking away from him. He's phenomenal. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because you're sitting here like, God. Only they had Juice and Leggett. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they would just imagine how how, dam- how damaging they could be to defenses. But uh, well, he, he stepped up, man. Big well, time. it's so funny because you know you go early games. There, I mean, there was great receiver play, but there was at one time I was quad boxing, and and you know you've got neighbors and Williams and uh, Bur- uh, Burton Luther, and then yep. you got Leggett. It's like all, all in the hair. You know, it's like man, these are all. NFL studs, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was uh you couldn't you couldn't keep your eyes off of them. You kept bouncing around back and forth. <laughs> I just think we'll get a guy came out of nowhere. But again, that's that's one of the things that I that I you know I don't think Beamer gets enough credit for is is I I talked about more at less, but just identifying what would be more. You know, I I think that's one of the things. There's been a lot of diamonds in the rough that that's been discovered over there in Columbia. Now, obviously they've been thin and they've not been able to, like you said, fill the full team and, and put it all together. But what if they do, you know, what yep. if the sellers is legit and, and this, this team just takes that step forward and maybe hits the transfer portal hard. This is a program that I think young kids are going to want to be a part of still mm-hmm. because of the culture that they've created over there. So I'm not completely out on South Carolina and I'm not out on, completely out on Kentucky. I just think that 
they have got to take some long looks in the mirror, man. And there's got to be some changes because if you keep coming out and doing the same shit over and over again, you're going to keep having the same results. So yeah. even though you're stuck with coach, I do think that somebody in that, in that coaching staff has, has said, Hey man, we gotta, we gotta mix things up. We gotta do things a little different here. Yeah. And final thing I got on this game, Shane, to your point, they were two and six Yeah, dead in the water. And in today's modern college football, a lot of teams would have packed it in. They yep. would have quit and, you know, got no, you know, players shut it down and all that BS, but not, not the Gamecocks. No. And, I, and they, the deal's not done. Yeah. The biggest one's yet to come. So, but they get it at home and, and that, that crowd's section, rocking. I mean, now I've, I saw some pictures saying some of them weren't showing up for that game, but, uh, That's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Uh, the rest of the slate shade, it was uh, Cupcake City. This is the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one cupcake that stood out, one, Shane. One more than the others. <laughs> New Mexico How much State. did that cost us? <laughs> $1.8 million, Shane. Oh. Walk, one, or 1.85, excuse me. New Mexico State whipped Auburn 31 to 10. And this was not like some fluke no. or something, Shane. This was one team dominated. One team was ready to play. And I'm, I'm sure if they met, you know, nine times out of ten, Auburn would win more of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not saying it was lucky or anything like that, but they wanted it. Yeah. And, and the key to this one, Shane, four drives that New Mexico State, 11 plays, 75-yard touchdown, 11 plays, 53 yards and a field goal, a 10-play drive, that 80 yards touchdown, 16-play drive, 83-yard touchdown. If you would have told me, Shane, that Auburn offense struggled, yeah. I would have bought that Yeah, because they've kind of been up and down all year. But if you would have told me the defense, they went up and down the damn field on Auburn's defense, I I would have called you a damn liar. <laughs> Auburn had five. They ran five plays in the first quarter, Shane. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, it, it was awful. And, I mean, they're catching them with fake punts. Mm-hmm. Now, the quarterback was doing some crazy shit. He was running around and throwing these dimes. I don't think he could have done that yeah. to save his life again. But he did it multiple times in this one. So uh, maybe he is just that good. But how about this, Shane? This, this is another wild stat. The last – Two years, mm-hmm. there have only been two examples of a team that was an underdog by twenty-one or more points, mm-hmm. and one by over twenty-one. You know, so that's a forty-two points. Right. This is one of them. You, you I already know Georgia State. N- no, oh. no, no, the last two years. Oh, last two years. Last year, Hugh Freeze and Liberty lost to New Mexico State as a twenty-one point favorite and lost by over 20 Got his number so, yeah so something's up i mean you should never schedule <laughs> no, this damn team no. again but this you is embarrassing just pay, them. pay them to go away you know and, and the thing the thing that pains me the most shane for this one is it takes a lot of luster off this iron bull it does but i yeah i think it ends a lot of momentum too you know because right auburn was picking up steam yeah and it was going to help in the recruiting trail because even if you lose against alabama People are expecting you to lose against Alabama and, and say, man, you know, give the Auburn fans something to, to look forward to. They just came off that huge win against Arkansas. The momentum, I mean, it was just picking up. <laughs> and freaking Hunter had eight damn carries the entire game. You know what I'm saying is yeah. they knocked them. They almost, New Mexico, it felt like they played Auburn football in, like they did the first few games, you know, just keep away. It felt like they were on the field the entire time. Yeah. And they just sucked the wind and the life out of this program and this stands. Uh it was it was just almost hard to watch. It was a hard watch at times, man. So I, I just I hate it because they they got manhandled up front. I, if you took their jerseys like if they all had the same color jerseys at, at times you would say you'd have trouble picking which one is Auburn and which one's not which one's the SEC team and which one's being paid a million dollars to come here and play almost it, two <laughs> I'm just saying it was just it was embarrassing how they got picked on up front on offense and defense this was just I mean, it was just embarrassing. It's a game they quickly want to forget, but I hate it because all that momentum, all those steps they just took forward, it feels like they just took a giant step back. Yeah, and I, I don't, I can't confirm this. I didn't hear it, Shane. But according to uh, Bobby G in the yeah. comments, New Mexico State was chanting, 
We want Bam. I hope that's true. Yeah. I hope that's true. But uh, uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about this, because this is so embarrassing, Shane. But uh, do you think mm-hmm. that Hugh Freeze lost any goodwill with the Auburn fans after this game? Or will they look at it like, you know, they were looking ahead? No. Yeah, you know, just beat. We just beat the brakes off Arkansas. I mean that 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 seemed like a when you when you do that. I get it. Arkansas is not great this year, but yeah. when you win like that on the road in the in the SEC, people look at you like we got our guy. Yeah, you lose a damn game like this. I don't care if it is year one. No business losing this game. Mm-hmm. At least as particularly not in the fact. It's different if you you got five turnovers and you lose by a field goal. Yeah, but they they kick their ass. They, they all do it. They all say. Well, didn't Kirby Smart lose a game, you know, year one? That, right. uh, didn't uh, Nick Saban <laughs> drop one to UL Monroe? I mean, come on. Like you're comparing them to the two greatest coaches. And, yeah. No, that, there is going to be some of that going on naturally. But um, I, I think just as a fan that, yeah, you, you lost a little bit because I thought we figured it out. You right. know, I thought Peyton Thorne figured it out. I thought, you know, this defense figured it out. And then you come in here and these guys just play damn chess while you were trying to figure out checkers. You know what I'm saying? They, yep. they, they had a script and they kept to it. And <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not, but I also heard, you know, New Mexico's quarterback was supposed to be out this entire time, you know, mm. comes out and he was limping during the, the pre, the pre snaps and everything, throwing bad balls, almost like they, like Trojan horse, this thing, you know, like they wanted to come in here and portray that, that, that they, they suck at quarterback in here, you know, kind of like Texas A&M did with uh, <laughs> yeah. Johnson. They put that Jersey on somebody else, you know, just to, just to play games with them a little bit. And again, I tip my hat to New Mexico because it, it, it Auburn had, Auburn had shots in to get into this game, Mike, they really did, but they, they, kind of shot themselves in the foot a lot. You know what I'm saying? Especially on defense. They had opportunities to get off this field. Stupid penalties kept these these long-ass drives going, you know. Right. And you just you couldn't. You needed a little momentum because this is a team that you you see this. Uh, everybody in, in the SEC has got one of these teams on their schedule, mm-hmm. and it's a little slow and sluggish. We're going to get to one here in a minute. Um, I think prime example is uh, Ole Miss. You know, real slow first half, but they just needed a spark. And once that spark, it was like the floodgates opened up. I think that's all Auburn needed. And they had those shots, but then again, they just hung themselves with it. Well, Shane, you know an upset happened because we spent way too much time (laughs) talking Auburn, New Mexico State. we got like six listeners now. (laughs) So, I mean, the rest of the SEC really ran through their their cupcake schedule. Alabama beats Chattanooga 66-10. to And... My God, Shane, touchdown, 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 punt, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, 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 mm-hmm. punt, touchdown. That's the drive chart for Bam. Jeez. So they were killing it, and they they forced six three and outs and an interception. I mean, they just they whooped their ass. But uh, Miss Terry I, must hate Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. – you got any other There's thoughts a, on no, this one? No, no highlights there. That yeah. was nothing. All right, how about uh, old Miss Shane taking care of it? They actually look sluggish. Yeah, I was like, uh oh, uh oh, upset. Yeah, oh, oh, whiff and kiff and go whiff on this one. Uh, they won thirty five three. So that's a that's a sign of of how good your team is when you're struggling and you're still winning by 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 thirty two points at home against Monroe. Any any thoughts on this one? No, again, I think fans. uh, This I believe it's seven three at half, and and a lot of people kind of freaking out about this one. But again, so once they found that momentum, couldn't. There's no way you were going to contain. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss and, and company. That that yeah, not a game in the second half. Yeah, and then how about uh, now? The, the only reason this was worth mentioning, Shane LSU beat the brakes off Georgia State, and Georgia State actually scored first. I, uh, yeah, they went up, and I was like, oh, no, not again, <laughs> not George. Come on, Georgia State. Yeah. LSU won the rest, fifty-six to seven. But Jay Daniels eight touchdowns, and they were they're clearly they're oh, playing yeah. NCAA like yeah. score, score. We got to get this man to. Uh, 413 pass yards, yeah. 96 rushing yards. Shane, he leads the country yards per, uh, uh, yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels, the quarterback 
for LSU. And you know what he kind of reminds me of out here running? Remember that? Uh, I don't even know what it's called. I'm not hip. And uh, I, I know I sent it to you. Yeah, you are. And it like blew your mind. Remember that that clip of that A and M guy like with his feet? Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. the hell that that is. That oh, uh, I don't know what it's called. That it's dance. like slide running. It looks like they're walk moon. I don't know. I can't. That's what it. it looks like to me when Jane Daniels plays football. Yeah. It's like how's he moving like that? Trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out. He's just so smooth and seamless. He's like he's almost like a ghost out there. Like you ever you watched... can't believe the way he's moving. You know. You remember those little fairs we used to have at the school. You know, you go in there so you can get out of class and you, you pay some money and you get to, you know, you buy like books and stuff like that. Do you remember? And they used to have those weird art things. Like if you cross your eyes a little bit and all of a sudden you see the 3D, <laughs> that's kind of what Jaden Daniels is. It's like you're, you're, you're just, it doesn't make sense. But I love this. I love that they're padding the stats because at the end of the day, when we're looking at who's the best player in the country, yeah. it's going to be hard to deny somebody that has, like you said, that's leading the country in yards per attempt that's that blows my mind i i loved it because i kind of drifted off this like once it didn't become a game there for a minute i was like who the hell keeps scheduling georgia state because i think it was like 14 14 there for a second mm. and they and and they were going to stop them but then when they took <laughs> off you know i kind of drifted off in this game but then i'm looking up in the late i think it was in the fourth quarter jane's still in there you know I was like, oh, oh yeah. damn they're they're padding stats now oh yeah they they clearly were <laughs> so uh that may I don't know. I mean, he's he's. I saw. That's okay. I saw I, another stat, Shane. Yeah. You know, uh, Bo Nix at Oregon. Mm-hmm. There, that's kind of his main competition, I guess. Yeah. I haven't watched them play, but he's got better passing numbers, obviously, than Bo Nix. And 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 Oregon's number one running back. Yeah, he's got better rushing stats, yards, and touchdowns than their number one rushing. I back. saw that tweet you put out earlier about the clipboard. So I can't remember. Yeah. So uh, some damn. <laughs> You know, uh, Pac-12 reporter said, this is exactly, John Cazano, shout out John for this idiotic take. And he says he's a Heisman voter. They they should take this damn man's See, vote away. This is voting. Stop with the Jaden Daniels Heisman hype. He's He'd hold a clipboard at Oregon and Washington, <laughs> according to John Cazano. And I said, that's, that's an odd take. We've seen Bo Nix against <laughs> SEC defenses. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Ooh, come on, Joe. Oh, come on. No. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Um, all right. How about uh, Arkansas, Shane? FIU. Yeah. FIU beat 45 to 20. Mm-hmm. And this was this was another one where FIU jumped on him. I was like, oh, God, Sam. Yeah. I loved, loved covering you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Enjoy the beers tonight. But, no, Arkansas dominated. KJ got in rhythm. He's now the uh, all-time leading passer yeah. and all-time leading touchdown thrower in Arkansas history, so they got that going for them. But uh, they got the run game going. Two defensive touchdowns by uh, Walcott, the uh, defensive back. One was just an incredible. It's like a – I don't know if it was an interception or a strip. Mm-hmm. It was like both at the same time, Shane. But th- this is what you want to see. I mean, again, we're not crowning anybody for beating FIU, but this this is the Arkansas we thought we were getting. Yeah, and again, fun. Fans had fun. Players were having fun. You know, I feel like they've been a little too uptight here lately. And, and again, it is FIU, so I'm not we're not having a parade for them or anything like that. But it felt like they were loose and they played loose. And getting that running game going is pivotal in, in Sam Pittman's football teams, you know. And, yeah. and doing that, I think that opens up everything else around them. Mm-hmm. And then Mississippi State, Shane, Will Rogers back in the fold. I love mm-hmm. to see that. Uh, 41-20. This is another one. They got down to Southern. I was like. But uh, here's here's where they won this game, Shane. Rushing, yeah. Mississippi State, two hundred thirty-eight rushing yards. Southern, one hundred and five. Also, Southern two turnovers. Mississippi State zero. And apparently, I hope video footage of this leaks or, mm-hmm. or something. I think it will because it's Egg Bowl week. But apparently, Will Rogers got in front of the team, and they all basically said, "We're ready, ready to run through a damn wall going to this Egg Bowl." So he's probably still. He was only twelve of twenty-seven, one hundred forty-four, but two touchdowns. He's probably still hurt, yeah. and he's gotten it out because he wants to play in the egg ball. Who knows? Maybe his last one. I don't know. But, uh, again, you get some momentum. Yeah. They're still fighting for a bowl. Absolutely. They got to beat Ole Miss, obviously. It's at home. This game means more than any in that state. I'm fired up, brother. <laughs> I'm telling you, it just got interesting. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you know, we were we were on Will Rogers at the start of the season, but we see what life is like without him. 
and we're glad that he's back. And and I think that this Egg Bowl just got a lot more interesting. I'm not saying that this is a you know a marquee game or anything like this, but this was a game that I think this team needed. You know, just to kind of prepare themselves and mentally that they can beat a team like Old Miss. So yeah, I think this is a good coming out party for uh, for Will Rogers. And then last one, A and M beats Abilene thirty eight ten. Shane and I mm-hmm. again, I, it's Abilene, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But I'm the more I watch this, Jalen Henderson, this quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's pretty money, man, he, and it just looks like man, if only A and M had a mobile quarterback <laughs> this whole time. You know what I mean? And again, Connor Wigman, I'm. He's great. So yeah. I'm not calling him out. Hell, I was saying they're going to win the damn SEC when he was in there. Right. So uh, it, it would be foolish for me to say that he takes away from the team. But this Bobby Petrino offense really hits another gear with a mobile quarterback, mm-hmm. and that's kind of clear. So uh, credit to that guy. I mean, hell, he's another one. I didn't even know who the hell he was about until about three weeks ago. Yeah. And, and he's lighting up Moose Muhammad, four catches, some incredible catches. There's but, one floating around that ooh, just didn't seem oh. real, you know. Like you thought the catch was impressive, and then the hurdle, it was right. like, no, they they got that's why we've been so hard on Jimbo down there because they've got some freak athletes, yeah, and we're starting to see them shine a little bit. And so they got LSU this week, Shane, mm-hmm. and suddenly it's a, it's a little interesting here. Uh, but so what, let's get into that real quick. Rivalry week opening line, Shane, the best week absolutely of SEC football of the year. So many. Now, if, it, if it ain't an SEC game, it's an in-state key rival game here. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go just in order of, uh, you know, obviously the, the dates because we got a Thursday game on Thanksgiving. Yep. Ole Miss at Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl. What do you think the uh, opening line is? I think Ole Miss 13. Nailed it. Oh, really? Yeah, that makes yeah. me think you've already seen it. No, I didn't but, cheat, I promise. <laughs> you would think naturally it'd be higher, right? but that's because it's the Egg Bowl, and this game's always coming down pretty close. So this is an interesting one to gamble on if you think – I would. I mean, leaning toward Mississippi State. You know? Yeah. Now, how about on Friday, Shane? I'm really looking forward to this one. Missouri at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And, again, clearly Missouri's much better this year. Yeah. And not only that, but they've dominated the series – it's in Fayetteville, even though it hasn't meant much to Arkansas this year. But you have to wonder, Shane. I mean, these, these are just college athletes, you got to remember. And they're hearing all this stuff, the yeah. same as we are, Sam Pittman. And they're probably hearing it more because mm-hmm. their families, you know, yeah. their friends. Sam, what'd you hear about Sam? Is Sam Pittman there? Is he getting fired? You know, all that. They put up, they, they put the kibosh on all that. So maybe now a little bit more focus, maybe a little more energy. Now, again, they get their ass kicked here. Maybe we retract <laughs> right. bringing it back. But I, I think it'll bring some passion, some heat. You know, they'll want to be like, hell yeah, I want to I play hard for this Absolutely. man. So uh, taking that all into consideration, I almost previewed the damn game. I'm so fired up about it. <laughs> Opening spread uh, prediction, Missouri at Arkansas. Uh, give me Mizzou 11. Seven. Mm, okay. Tight. I was trying to lead you into it. It's going yeah. to be better than anticipated. <laughs> all right, how about Georgia at Georgia Tech? Georgia, 38. And keep in mind, Georgia Tech's bowl eligible. They just clinched that for the first time in a long time. Mm. And 31. I don't know. I Maybe Georgia's got eyes on that SEC championship. Imagine, imagine Georgia winning all these damn games, and then, then oh, this is the one. That. This is don't the one put, that gets them. No, nah, I'm going to say uh, I'll bring it down a little bit. Georgia, 35. 23 and a half. Lock it down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, how about uh, Kentucky at Louisville? Top 10 Louisville, oh, remember? This is going to be a good one. Um, uh, I think it'll still be tight. Uh, Louisville, give me Louisville 10. Seven. Okay. And they've clinched, I, I believe, on, a spot man. in the ACC title game. Speaking, that, and they're going to play Florida Kentucky State. needs this. Man, they need bad. it so bad. They need it bad. Yeah. Florida State, the other team in, in the ACC title game. Now, their quarterback's out. Yep. Done for the season, unfortunate. At Florida, who's mm-hmm. their quarterback, also out. Uh, opening line for this one. No respect from Gators. I'm going Florida State 14. Four. Man, I don't respect. <laughs> Is that it? Just four? That's Hell what it, yeah. that, that's what I got opened at. Yeah. I like it. Clemson at South Carolina. Course, Tennessee was nine and a half on Georgia. So <laughs> Vegas don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, how about how about Clemson, Shane, at South Carolina? Uh Clemson four and a half. 
Six and a half. These are tight, man. These are tight. None of these games are on at the same time, are they? I want to watch each one individually. Oh, uh, <laughs> they're most of them are are not on. Okay, yeah. I mean, sometimes there'll be like two on at, okay, at a time. Okay. No more than I don't want to watch a quad box anymore. Yeah, no, weekend. you want to have to this weekend. Yeah, how about the Iron Bowl, Shane? Alabama at mm. Auburn. Oh man, I think this is this big time adjusted this week. So give me yeah. Alabama seventeen. You know what it was two days ago? What? 10. What is it now? 15. That's a big move, man. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of money going on them. Yep. How about A&M at LSU? A&M at LSU. Ooh. Uh, LSU, 8. 11. Mm. I feel like they got that one wrong. Yeah, they got that one wrong. That one's going to be close, too. They're all going to be close. I'm saving the best for the last, Shane. Uh-huh. Vanderbilt at Tennessee. <laughs> oh, baby. Give me them ball. Remember, keep in mind, Vanderbilt's two weeks to prepare. Who's quarterback? Give me Tennessee 17. 23. <laughs> oh, no respect for the doors. No, no. <laughs> they Maybe. haven't won a game in a We're going to put some money on Vandy now. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, just think of those games. Man. I know. From what we had last weekend to this weekend. I tried to pump these guys up, you know? Yeah. It's like an appetizer. Like, you got to try the pickle spears, and they're, like, terrible, you know, the fried pickles. You know? <laughs> it's for, like, one sport to another. Yeah, this week to, you know? absolutely. By the way, I had fried pickle spears. Have you ever had that? Not good. Like, no. the sliced ones are good, but, like, an entire pickle spear. It's oh, like, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, it did not work out. I know. Yeah, last time we were in Nashville, we had an experience with pickles, laziness. fried pickles. Remember that? Slicing bitches. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mom. Didn't mean that word. But, yeah, I mean, Thanksgiving, it's going to be great. All this yeah. football action. Cannot wait for it. Any closing thoughts before we head out here, Shane? Well, I'm already talking food, Mike, because Thanksgiving's <laughs> in the air. <laughs> oh, we got a lot of good food starting to float through our house, and uh, this is the best week of college football, Mike, not just because of the family and fellowship, and, and don't forget, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have some grateful podcasts here in a little bit, uh, but, but more importantly, the rivalries, and it's the last week. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like some of these guys, some of us fans aren't going to get to watch any more football till next year. So uh, soak it up. This is this is it, man. And and it feels like the season has flown by, man. It feels like it's flown by. But I'm not going to make it. I'm, we're going to slow it down this week because it's, it's gratitude <laughs> week. Thank, thanks, Thanksgiving weekend. So I'm I'm just I'm excited. Man. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Well, I appreciate you, we'll buddy. We'll start the diet next week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out, especially those on the live show. And we'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.